0: Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the One Question Podcast, where we're going to explore some of life's most difficult questions, and sometimes those questions lead to more questions. And each week, we're going to ask and answer and see what we can come up with. I'm joined by my co-host Lindsay,
1: hey,
0: and Pastor Kerry. Hey, Pastor guys. Kerry, Excited to be here.
1: Excited to be on episode three. Yes. Episode
2: three. Love it. We Love made it
1: here. Well, hey, you guys, if y'all are joining us, really the point of this podcast is for us, like David said, to kind of dive into one question. And the point of these questions is not to kind of get super theological or live up here, but to really see how we can take those next steps with Jesus and move forward. Yeah. Um, so maybe you're spiritually curious. Maybe someone sent this to you and you're like, why am I listening to this? <laughs> Hopefully you'll stick around. Um, maybe you just just start following Jesus and have some of these early questions Um, we Mm -hmm. want to encourage you in those questions it's good to ask questions and finally maybe you've been following Jesus a long time and you still just want to continue to grow in your faith and grow in a deeper understanding of Jesus and so whatever the reason you're here wherever you're at we are so excited to have you on today's one question podcast yeah absolutely
0: we are we are we are and episode three, episode three, we made it this far, guys. made it this far. What is
1: today's question? Today's what are we asking? Today's
0: question. Today's <laughs> question. And we're in the middle of a Colossians series, so this kind of goes hand in hand with that. Yeah, yeah. here um, at the church. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Walking Each through church. Colossians. Yeah. And so we're going to talk about today, what is kingdom of
1: god we hear it all
0: the time it sounds like it's scary (laughs) but it's one of those things you hear all the time right you Mm -hmm. hear the kingdom of god Mm -hmm. the kingdom of god and Mm -hmm. i think that that's something that when we get into faith and we start becoming Mm -hmm. and walking becoming a christian and walking with jesus Mm -hmm. we hear these these expressions or these terms and sometimes we don't feel comfortable asking those questions so Mm -hmm. You know what Kinda is kind of like too late to ask. Yeah, you are like right. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to look stupid. Yeah, I don't yeah. yeah. Feel
2: like Maybe I'm, you're in a life yeah. group and you're like, "Hey, everyone else seems to know what that concept yeah. <laughs> is," and I don't know, but I'm not going to ask here. And you just nod, right? Just you just nod. nod. Yes, I remember, and and I remember that. I remember that so much. What yeah, I do it, at work it all the time? And <laughs> that's really, you know, that is one of the reasons this podcast exists. Mm-hmm. Is let's deal with some of those things. And so yeah. you may have some of those questions listening, and you're like, "Ugh, I wish." I could ask this, but I don't know where to ask it. We actually have an email address. We
1: do. One question at beachchurchdacks.com. Yeah, so,
2: so we'd love to hear from you if there are some of those questions you have lingering out there but today kingdom of god kingdom what of God. Is it? what is the kingdom of god uh, this is a term that jesus uses often and and it's somewhat interchangeable with a couple of different terms kingdom of god kingdom of heaven uh, and we see this come up and it really is the concept of god's reign god's reign over all of humanity over all of creation everything that he's created there's an idea of his reign and initially at the beginning this was the setup everything was the kingdom of god It's the garden, it's perfection, it's everyone walking together. And what happens through sin coming into the world and people making the choice to sin uh, as a byproduct of God's love, we can get into that at some point, either today or another episode, but what happens is the world takes over. And so uh, scripturally what we see is we see we now have a kingdom of the world uh, and God has given that over to satan to really rule over kingdom of the world uh, and we see that juxtaposed to this idea of the kingdom of God that Jesus talks about. Uh, and so I, I'm going to use an example here. You may not have seen this, but uh, there is a movie that came out, a Marvel movie in the past couple of years. So if you're not a Marvel fan, forgive me for this, but fast forward 45 yeah, fast seconds, forward 45 <laughs> seconds <laughs> but <laughs> uh, there's a movie called Dr. Strange. And in Dr. Strange, there's uh, two worlds happening simultaneously. Uh, And so there is the physical world, which they can all see. And then there's like a spirit realm laid over top. And I remember watching this movie for the first time and saying, oh, my gosh, like they've totally taken a Christian uh, presupposition here (laughs) and and used it in this movie. Right. Uh, Because what it really is, is these aren't two things that uh, exist separate. They, they exist at the same time. So there is the physical world from a scriptural standpoint. We would understand there is a physical world, but then there is also the world of, of the spiritual happening mm. as well. Uh, and so those two things are happening simultaneously. And so the kingdom of God refers to the kingdom in which God reigns, and it is his rules. Everything's going by what... He says what he does. Can I ask you a quick question
0: Uh, that kind of goes with that? Yeah. Is that what we mean when we say like secular world versus? Yeah.
2: Okay. Absolutely. So you'd have the secular and the sacred. Those those (laughs) might be ways that we represent that for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so when you talk about kingdoms, like I typically think kings and queens and knights and medieval stuff. And what's the thing with the big stick?
0: Joust, joust, jousting, jousting. and lancing.
1: Like, like, how does that play into why do you think we use those, that term kingdom of God? Like, is that what we're supposed to think of and imagine?
2: Uh, I think kings and queens are, are certainly, maybe not queens, but kings are definitely a good thing to think about. I think when we as Westerners, if you're listening to this and you're in America or you're in a place that uh, you live in a high democratic, Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't mean that Democrat and Republican, but uh, a democracy, Mm -hmm. we can struggle with this concept of the kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven that Jesus brings forth uh, because we tend to view life through the prism of everything has a vote. Mm hmm. Right, And in the kingdom of God, there is no voting. There Mm. is a Mm. king. His name is Jesus. He sits on the throne and he rules. Now, we also tend to view this from the perspective of worldly kingdoms. And so we might hear the word king. And in America, that triggers something for us because we overthrew a king. Right, to get our democracy. Correct. And so we can tend to think, oh, I need to, kings are bad. I need to overthrow the king. I don't need a king. I can be my own king, right? I can rule my own life. And that really, I think, for Americans can create some difficulty for us in having a relationship with God. Because one of the things that Jesus talks to us about over and over and over again is submission. Uh, and as as Westerners, we are terrible about submission, <laughs> right? I want to be the, so called out. Yeah, I, I want to be the king of my castle. I want to own my destiny. No one can tell me what to do. Um, and and that's great and all, but you know when you read scripture, we find there is a king. Yeah, there is a king who sits on the throne. um, what happens is we view that type of kingship in scripture through what we've seen in the world. Mm-hmm. And so we're looking at worldly kings mm-hmm. who are about power, who are about money, authority. who are about authority, who, who are about ruling over in that way. And we say, oh, if that's what the kingdom of God is like, I don't want that. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, that's not what scripture talks to us about. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is is one that where people are taking care of. Mm. Right. (laughs) Where people who are left out are included, uh, where where people find safety. And so this idea of kingdom in a kingdom what the king is supposed to be doing is taking care of the people. So a king establishes. Mm boundaries around the city so that invaders don't come from the outside and Mm -hmm. kill the people in the in the city the king establishes a, a, a rule of law so that people know how to interact with each other in ways that are healthy and so kingdom of god when jesus is referring to that he's referring to here's my heavenly father's way of life and it is a good way of life. Jesus says, I've come that that may have life and have it to the full. And so it's not coming from an oppressive kingdom mindset, but I think we can have a tendency when we hear those terms, kingdom of God, to think of oppression. Yeah. But that's because we're looking at worldly kingdoms mm-hmm. uh, that do not reflect the heart of God. So from a practical stance, that, that requires us to kind of
0: shift our perspective a little bit, right? And like, I think that that's really important when we look at a lot of these questions and dive into a lot of these difficult topics Mm -hmm. is the lens in which we're looking at these things. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to not look at it through a lens of a secular world because you're right. Those have such negative connotations in in our our brains that we have to look at it through a Jesus lens.
1: Yeah, and a a lot of questions or a lot of my friends have asked kind of this question of like, why would God create us just to like obey him as a king? Like that feels kind of... Mm -hmm. Weird. Self-congratulatory. Yeah, Self-congratulatory. Authoritative. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, speak to that a yeah, little bit. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I mean, my own dad uh, is an atheist. And one of the things that he will say is, well, if there is a God, he's not as arrogant as the person that you tell me about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, uh, oh, gosh. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and so so really the origin of creation of, of the universe, of earth of humanity all of that that's born out of God's love our scriptures tell us John first uh, uh, John tells us that God is love that yeah. is the characteristic nature of who he is and in there's a perfection in that love in which there's a mutuality uh, of care and compassion, concern uh, there there is a longing to be together think about someone you've loved uh, there's a longing to be together uh, and so it is not characterized as as this hierarchical kingdom although he is the king uh, I love. Uh, there's a passage of scripture towards the end of the book of Job. It's about four chapters. And if you don't know the book of Job, uh, it, it's a tough one a to get through. It's a little <laughs> crazy. Uh, but I'll give you the Cliff Notes version real quick. Uh, Job is stricken uh, in his family, in his finances, with his kids, all of this. Uh, and he's questioning God. He's he's asking, God, why is all of this happened to me Um, and he's having this dialogue with these friends and the friends are saying well clearly you've done something wrong to offend God like they're coming at it from a works based righteousness standpoint they're saying you've done something wrong and Job's kind of like I mean have i done wrong I've, I've tried to honor god like god if i've mm-hmm. tried to honor you why are all these bad things happening why are you causing all these bad things to happen uh and so you get to the end of the book god's silent through this whole like 30 chapters where he's silent you get to the end and uh, i encourage you to go find this at the end <laughs> of the book of job and read it for yourself but god comes and he speaks And he begins asking Job questions. And he says, where Where were you you when I, and just like laying out. (laughs) Have you you walked on the bottom of the ocean? Have you you walked on the bottom of the ocean? Where were you when I created the stars and named every single one of them? Right. Where Mm -hmm. were you when I brought forth vegetation? Where, right.
1: Closed in the ocean. All of these beautiful galaxies. And you're like, oh Yeah. I wasn't anywhere uh, yeah near I wasn't there.
2: anywhere near and, yeah. and so we have a tendency to always bring ourselves back to the garden of eden thinking we know better than god right right that's where original sin comes from of yeah. i know better than god so he must be withholding something mm-hmm. from me when in fact there's a protection there There's a protection that God's giving to us. Uh, And so I tend to find that his love is so great and so vast for us that he's wanting to, uh, if you think about this, uh, David's got three little kids. Uh, I love going to the beach uh, with them and their family and just seeing them like David's watching. He knows what's going on. Most of the time. He, most of the time most, but, of the time. most of the time. But he's given them the ability to roam. But if they yeah. go too far, uh, it's not because David wants to rain down on their fun. He just wants to protect them if they swim too far into the ocean, if they get too far out of sight where someone else might harm them. David's not thinking, hey, how can I be mean to these kids? Most of the time. Right? (laughs) Maybe David wasn't the best example, but keep going. (laughs) But but he's thinking, how can I protect them? And I think sometimes uh, we miss that God's trying to protect us when he gives us a boundary right he's not giving us a, a something that takes us away from what he has that's best for us
0: that's so true and and I think that it's great that you can kind of see live live your own mm-hmm. way God says you know you have free will so yeah. live your own way mm-hmm. and then come back and live the way I tell you and see which way you're happy yeah. see which way you find more comfort and peace yeah. Um, I was going to say too that uh, we talk a lot about the kingdom of God and we talk a lot about it from a terms of like Christian perspective Mm -hmm. so do you have any other thoughts about that when it comes to yeah well I I was kind of curious
1: and kind of going with that like what is the timeline of the kingdom of God like are we currently in the kingdom of God if we're still experiencing brokenness like are we gonna experience the kingdom of God in heaven one day because you kind of talked about Pastor Kerry a little bit just about how you know God is reigning in the kingdom Mm -hmm. of God but he's let some of that go to Satan Mm -hmm. So, so where are we in the kingdom of God timeline? <laughs> yeah,
2: for sure. The kingdom of God has been, it is now, and it will be. So, it, it's kind of all of the above. Uh, yeah. What happens when sin enters the world, God gives humanity over to what he return, refers to as the, the ruler of the air, the ruler of this world, which is Satan. Um, and so... Uh, it's a both and happening Mm -hmm. right and i can be submitted to the kingdom of god but that takes me in the now saying i'm willfully submitting to that Mm -hmm. while also living in both places so my flesh paul talks about this my flesh is going to be drawn towards the kingdom of the world and so i have to actively submit to the holy spirit we talked about uh father son and spirit uh, on our first podcast so if you missed that go back and listen to that but i i cannot on my own really live fully in the kingdom of god right now because there is a battle there's a war going on scripture uh points to that that that's happening and so i have to submit to the side of jesus my my conquering victor of Mm -hmm. sin we know that sin leads to death um and i have to submit to that i have to say my allegiance is to jesus i have to declare that to my own heart because it's going to war against me there's also though just real quick to to finish up on that there's the kingdom of god that will be and that kingdom of god that will be that we see in scripture is that jesus who is ascended into heaven sits at the right hand of god the father will come back and redeem this world yeah because through sin sin didn't just corrupt us as humans it corrupted the entirety of creation and Mm -hmm. as we talked about in our first podcast jesus was a part of that creation and creating it he desires it he cares for it and so the kingdom of god will literally descend upon earth uh, so that it can be redeemed
1: yeah, I, I remember, like, growing up and wondering, you know, why are there hurricanes? Why are there yeah. natural disasters? Mm-hmm. Why is there cancer? Sure. You know, like, I didn't make a bad decision and cause those things, mm-hmm. but I think it's to your point, like, this kingdom of God that is, that exists, but not quite yet, like, we're leaning yeah. into it, it's this idea that everything is broken, which means that one day everything will be restored. That's right. Well, and that's I think right. that's
0: something that, you know, you said when you were growing up, you felt felt those things I still struggle with that from Mm -hmm. time to time Mm -hmm. you think why did that happen to why does God let that happen yeah sure it's
1: like well God God quote let it happen but but we instigated that when Mm -hmm. the fall of man happened the whole earth was broken
2: yeah Yeah. Yeah. and that's a and that's a great question to ask like why would God let that happen uh and maybe we'll get into this deeper in another podcast but it's love Uh, God's defining characteristic is love and if you think about love There has to be choice with love. You've never forced someone to love you. No one's ever forced you to love them. A defining characteristic of love is choice. I choose to be with you. I choose to be close to you or I choose to not be with you, not be close to you. And so for God's, the fullness of God's love to be represented to us as people, he has to give us choice and it's us choosing against him uh, and, and, and against what he has that's best for us, where sin is born and where that corruption happens.
1: Yeah. And I think where that leaves us, you know, as we kind of close out our time together is just, I think back to, um, you know, how Jesus taught us to pray. And one of the lines he says is thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Mm -hmm. And I think that is an active prayer. It's not thank you for bringing your kingdom or I can't wait for your kingdom one day, but it's thy kingdom come, like continue to come. Mm -hmm. Let's let God's can, god's kingdom continue to reign and grow more and more until we reach that yep. eternity yeah. with him
0: so i do have a quick question when we're talking about that kingdom come that will be done and we're talking about those two worlds right the second how do they talk to each other like how do you function in a secular world mm-hmm. in a pra- on a practical level mm-hmm. how do we function in a secular world when we're trying to live out the kingdom of god
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I come back to the word submit. Mm -hmm. I have to be submitted. I I submit to my king and I say, uh, I submit to you. And then the other thing is I learn the customs and the culture uh, and the rules Mm -hmm. of the kingdom of which I'm submitting to. We do that as Americans, even though we don't have a king. We say, hey, I have to learn the culture, the customs, the rules of where I'm living in order to be a good citizen of where I'm living. The kingdom of God is the same way. Uh, we're not naturally just going to have all of that culture and all of those norms and all of that. But that's why we have revelation from God. Mm -hmm. That's why we have the Holy Spirit. That's why we have scripture. Uh, That's why we have Christian community and the church. Those all exist to help us understand the culture of the kingdom and to be able in being submitted to then take up those norms of the kingdom of God and live Within the kingdom of God, here in this place, and that's why the kingdom of God can be here today. Yeah, we as people who follow Jesus, and maybe you don't follow Jesus yet, we want you to like. You need to know that. So <laughs> we do this podcast. That's a big hope that we have for you. But we have the ability to bring the kingdom of God in to this world, and so when we see people act in certain ways, you know, uh, they adopt someone into their family. They are bringing the kingdom of God into that child's life, Mm -hmm. right? They are bringing the representation of our heavenly father adopting us back into his kingdom. And so that is a way the kingdom of God lives now. It's because that family chose to know hey, here's what scripture says. It says we we adopt in, we welcome in, and I can be that representation to somebody else. So I think that's such an important question uh, for us to grasp and wrestle with. And and really, I ask myself this, and, and I think we should all ask ourselves this, how am I continuing to grow in understanding and knowing the culture of the kingdom of God uh, and and how am I submitting to that on a daily basis? Because when I do that, we see that flourishing of what God intended and God meant to be. Gotcha.
0: I think we, too, have to think about the word submit, and we have to quit thinking about it in terms of just a negative word. Yeah, you know? absolutely. We have to change the connotation. We're changing the connotation of the word you submit.
1: You heard it here first.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, let me just share. I want to share one quick quick scripture on that uh, and it gets back to a little bit of what we were talking about like at the beach and all that and this is hebrews 12 uh, verses 10 and 11 Um, it says they disciplined us for a little while as they thought best talking about our parents but Mm -hmm. god disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness Mm -hmm. what's he saying there he's saying that we have access to the holiness of god in our lives that purity and he says no discipline seems pleasant at the time but painful i think we can all attest to that (laughs) yes later (laughs) on later on however it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it and we live in in times where people need peace Like, let's just be real and honest. You're you're listening to this today, and there are some places in your life you need peace. You're desiring peace. Letting God be the king of your life and living submitted to his kingdom, taking on his culture, uh, his norms, his way of life and living, our scriptures tell us when we do that, It will bring that righteousness uh, and peace into our lives in a way that we can't create on our own with whatever job we take, whatever relationship we're in, anything like that.
0: That's great yeah well
1: you guys that wraps it up for episode three of yep. our one question podcast it's been so great and i love again just how one question continues to lean into more yeah. and more and hopefully wherever you're at in your walk with jesus whether you've just started it been following a long time or you haven't quite gotten there we'd love to continue to journey with you so we'll see you next week
0: and don't forget to email us your questions if you have any right? that's
1: right that's right